Political Appeal, I'm Victor Rambo. Hey, I'm looking at Fox News Sunday this morning with Chris Wallace. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is on. Pray harder for those who will not feed them. Pray for those who are homeless. Pray harder for those who will not give them shelter. Pray for those who are sick and lonely. Pray harder for those who will not give them comfort. But what the president did does not address. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? People want relief. Nancy Pelosi. The legislation. We can go through that, but you said give short answers. Chris Walker, uh, I understand that the president's executive action doesn't do all the things you want, but but having no bill at all, not coming to any agreement, wasn't going to provide any of the things that you want either. You're known as a mass master negotiator, but didn't you mess this one up? Because you talk about all there you the, go, Chris. the president's bill. Let me just finish, if I may, Speaker. Uh, now. Because there's no deal at all. Cities and states won't get any money. There's no money for the post office. There's no money for hospitals. There's no money for state boards of election. Uh, you knew that the president was threatening to take this executive action. I understand that, that you weren't going to get everything you wanted and didn't get any, everything you wanted. But should you have cut a deal? And are you? No, ready she's to gagging everything. To she's just totally against to Trump. To come up with a fuller package. Well, clearly, you don't have an understanding of what is happening here, both in the uh, weakness of the president's executive orders, uh, which don't give the money uh, to enhance benefit, but puts a complicated formula there, which will take a while, if at all, to accomplish, to put money in the pockets. Oh, complicated formula, huh? Well, Payroll tax release, that's not complicated. heroes, state and local, health care workers, et cetera, mm -hmm. first responders, teachers, and the rest. And that's part of our argument is how much are they willing to do. Secondly, we're going to stop the, uh, stop but, but, the, but uh, we're going to stop, no, if for, I allow you me. to finish, you allow me to finish. They're going to, uh, let's open our economy by addressing the, addressing the virus, which the president has ignored. We're talking about relief. To do the right thing scientifically based. Well, the, and third, that's the purpose of the, the pockets of the American people. Uh, so what the president did doesn't even accomplish what he sets out to do in the categories he did. But we said to them, we'll come down a trillion, you go up a trillion. Meet us halfway, and we'll be able to have an agreement that meets the needs of the American people. You ain't saying nothing, lady. Speaker, but the point I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to make is, you, they were offering $150 billion for cities and states. You wanted $900 billion. The result of no deal is that the states and cities, which we all agree do need some money, right. are going to get nothing. I, I guess the question is, and I'm not saying it's all your fault any more than it's all the Republicans' it's her, fault. her fault for, for Stonewall. The deal is going to result in a lot of people and a lot of entities that were in need ending up with nothing. Well, how do you, how do you justify? Mm-hmm. Tens of billions of dollars to feed the hungry to $250,000. You understand how far apart we are just by that example. Let's bring all of that together. You contend that they're putting up money for elections. No, no. Uh, Why is she still in office, man? This None lady man. is in their bill. So when you look at the amounts that are in their bill, it doesn't just retire, man. Just, just, just our bill does. But let's put it this way. We have to reach an agreement. 
Children are food insecure. Families are food insecure. Explain to me what food insecure means. Does that mean you're eating? You're just not eating as much as you like to? The Democrats, they come up with these words, man. It's like always a word every week, man, to, to, to just justify some sort of socialist activity. Thanks for tuning in to Political Pill. I'm Victor Rambo. I can't listen no more, this lady. We're going to stop here and come back. To speak to Doug's mom and dad and Ellen Cole. And uh, Victor Rambo and Political Pill. I'm listening to Joe Biden. Listening to Joe Biden. Talk about Kamala Harris. He's picked Kamala Harris as his running mate for vice president. Been a family affair, every campaign I've run. So I've got some news for you. You're all honorary Bidens. <laughs> I'm so sick of the Here's left. The best part. And their Kamala, instigation of racism. Biden for quite some and their instigation of colorism. You know, I came first to know who Kamala was through our son, Bo Biden. As long as they were out there, we're it, it, it's, it's they served as, as long as this rhetoric continues, time, people will always be separated the by big, they took on race the same big fights to realize that Kamala in California, Mo here in Delaware. The left instigates racism. Big fights that helped change the entire country. I know how much Bo respected Kamala and her work. And that mattered a lot to me, to be honest with you, as I made this decision. So now we need to get to work. Pulling this nation out of these crises we find ourselves in. Getting our economy back on track. Uniting this nation. How are you going to get economy back on track when you're going to spend money on climate change? My fellow Americans, now let me introduce to you, for the first time, your next vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Kamala, floor is yours. I say vote policy and not some sort of history. That's the only history she's going to make. Here she goes. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Now, let's see how how she baits racism now. I am incredibly honored by this responsibility, and I'm ready to get to work. I am ready to get to work. After the most competitive primary in history, the country received a resounding message that Joe was the person to lead us forward. And Joe, I'm so proud to stand with you. And I do so mindful of all the heroic She's proud of a man she called racist before. before. Whose sacrifice, determination, and resilience makes my presence here today even possible. This is a moment of real consequence for America. Everything we care about, our economy, our health, our children, the kind of country we live in, it's all on the line. We're reeling from the worst public health crisis in a century. The president's mismanagement of the pandemic plunged us into the worst economic crisis 
since the Great Depression. That's a lie. And we're experiencing a moral reckoning with racism and systemic injustice wow. that has brought a new coalition of conscience to the streets of our country demanding change. America is crying out for leadership. She's been chosen as yeah, just because she speaks better than him. That's why that's the reason why she's been chosen. The people who elected him. A president who is making every challenge even more difficult to solve. But here's I blame the that on the media. We don't have to accept the failed government of Donald Trump and Mike Pence. In just 83 days, we have a chance to choose a better future for our country. That's right, Trump 2020. So, Joe... Dr. Biden, they, thank you for the trust you've placed in me. Jill, I know you will be an incredible first lady. And my husband, Doug, and I are so grateful, grateful to become a part of your extended family. And ever since I received this call, I've been thinking, yes, about the first Biden that I really came to know, and that, of course, is Joe's beloved son, one of his beloved sons, Bo. In the midst of the Great Recession, Bo and I spoke on the phone practically every day. That's sometimes a lie. Sometimes a day. How do they lie? That's a lie. Win back billions of dollars for homeowners from the big banks of the nation that were foreclosing on people's homes. And let me just tell you about Bo Biden. Who tell us about Bo Biden now? That Bo was the kind of guy who inspired people to be a better version of themselves. Oh, does this take us off Hunter? He really was oh, the yeah. best of us. Get our minds off of Hunter Biden. And now. when I would ask him, where did you get that? Where did this come from? He'd always talk about his dad. Oh. And I will tell you, the love that they shared was incredible. Who cares? Nobody cares about Bo Biden and his love for his father. Love between a father and a son. And Bo talked about how Joe would spend four hours every day riding the rails back and forth from Wilmington to Washington so he could make breakfast for his kids in the morning and make it home in time to tuck them in bed each night. Oh, my God. What does this All have this to do with anything, man? They really, really play on the emotions of people. Sister in a tragic people are smarter than that now. Would know that the world was still turning. And that's how I came to know Joe. Oh. He's someone who's first... He's a good dad, but he's a racist. He's a racist good dad. He's never to think about himself... But to care These people are so double standard liars. He's someone who never asks, why is this happening to me? And instead asks, what can I do to make life better for you? Blah, blah, blah. His empathy, his compassion, oh his sense of duty to care for others oh. is why I am so proud to be on this ticket. And Joe and I, yes, we are cut from the same cloth. What? Family is everything to me, too. And I cannot wait for America to get cut to know from the my same cloth. Our amazing kids, Cole and Ella. Because <laughs> whether in the bleachers at a swim meet or setting up a college room dorm, 
or helping my goddaughter prepare for her school debate or building Legos with my goddaughter. She has said nothing. Or hugging my two baby nieces. Nothing. Or cooking dinner, Sunday dinner. My family means everything to me. And I've had a lot of titles over my career. And certainly, Vice President will be great. Yeah, yeah one title is uh, District Attorney putting uh, black men in jail. And you know, my mother and father, uh, they came from opposite sides of the world okay. to arrive in America. One from India and the other from Jamaica. Okay. In search of a world-class education. But what brought them together was the civil rights movement of the 1960s. And that's how they met as students in the streets of Oakland, marching and shouting for this thing called justice in a struggle that continues today. And I was part of it. My parents would bring struggle me to protests today. strapped wow. tightly in my stroller. And my mother, Shamala, raised my sister Maya and me to believe that it was up to us and every generation. I bet that's all you're going to hear from her about her dad. Nothing else about her dad. She'd tell us, I'm, don't sit around and complain about things. Do something. So I did something. I devoted my life to making real the words carved in the United States Supreme Court, equal justice under law. And 30 years ago, I stood before a judge for the first time, breathed deep, all right, the stations along the uh, Sean Hannity Show Network. Uh, yeah, I'm listening okay, to Sean Hannity, big, too. Uh, bumper sticker slogan. Planet right, Trump. thank you, Sean. Uh, we'll spend a lot of time tonight comparing what Kamala it's said blah, then, blah, blah. what Joe said then, and what they're saying now. Man, I'm telling you, man, it, it just, it's, this is a time where we need to get out. We need to vote policy. We don't need to vote feelings. This this VP pick was certainly a ploy. Uh, I can say a, a you know strategic ploy for him to just get the the black vote, woman's vote, or whatever you're going to do. But they've got too many differences, and and how do you get on the ticket with someone you've openly called a racist? We're talking about doing a debate where two people are. Debating each other, but you but you debate and say this person is a racist. So you know I, I, the left they use they use racism to their advantage on both ends. One end is, oh, if I'm running for office, I'm running against another leftist. I'm gonna call him a racist, but he's not a racist anymore. After I decide I want to. He's going to put me on a ticket. All right, he's not a racist anymore. He's good. He's good. Oh, so people can change? What happened with that, Kamala? What happened? Joe Biden is so great. When you talk to Bo Biden, back in the day, he showed you he was such a great man that now you want to get on a ticket with him. But before, you had enough nerve to call the guy a racist during the debates. That's low. It's not like you were calling his policies bad or what he did as vice president bad or anything like that. You called the guy a racist and you got on the ticket with him. So you must be a racist too. Biden was behind 
justice reform that put millions of African-American men, the three strikes you're out law that she enforced with vigor. That she enforced with vigor. And she'll find a way to enforce anything else that's going to go against men, preferably black men. I'm telling you. It's time to vote for freedom. It's time to vote for freedom. And these two people here, buddy, you better believe it. They're coming for your money, your taxes that you're going to have to pay. So, you know, just get ready for it. Just get ready for it. All this racist stuff that they that they ploy on, all this stuff, man. People are not calling people niggers in the street like they did in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, man. It's not happening, man. It's not happening. But I hate they play on this, man. They play on this all the time. And they instigate racism. Just like two, just like two people. It's like someone sitting in the, someone in the, uh, uh, um, you're at the playground in, in middle school or something, man. And it's somebody always instigating fights, but they never want to fight themselves. They want to see other people fight. That's what these people are. They're instigators. And that's the only way they win. They win through separation. When you talk freedom, when you talk patriotism, when you talk standing for the American flag, when you talk like that, you're talking unity. Because we can come to common ground on that. It's things you can come to common ground on. But you best believe that the Democratic Party is not going to ever change their rhetoric. Because they don't want it. That's how they win. That's how they get people elected. And it, it, it's definitely in the, the local localities and the states. Until people wake up and start voting locally, policy-wise, there's not going to be any changes. And I'm going to tell you what irks me, man. It irks me so bad. It irks me so bad. When they say this, when when Biden said while he was uh, uh, introducing her, yeah, and especially little black and brown girls. What is this little black and brown girls? What the, it, it kills me with that, man. You know, and, and, it, and it's so condescending. It's so condescending. It's condescending, man. And it's separating and it's, com- and it's completely destructive. So you're listening to Victor Rambo. This is Political Peel. I had to get this out. Vote Trump 2020. Vote for your freedom of speech, your Second Amendment rights, your freedom to move about the land as, 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 as you will. Vote to keep immigration policies 
better and the way they are, vote vote for that wall because that wall keeps American jobs. They're going to open the floodgates and Americans will lose their jobs. Man, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. So don't get emotional with this. And Trump, Pence will win 2020. Thanks for listening. This is Political Appeal. I'm Victor Rambo. See you next time.